Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 29. Hey, this is Patrick King, your social interaction specialist. And if you want to learn to socialize more effectively, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. Hello, 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 and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving any level of success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, Beats headphones, et cetera, et cetera, then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Patrick King. Patrick is an internationally best-selling author and social interaction specialist and conversation coach based in San Francisco, California. He's a former corporate lawyer, ex-dating coach, but above all else, a late bloomer. He started as a self-proclaimed paralyzed social recluse and knows social life from both sides of the tracks. 
he focuses on using his unique emotional intelligence and understanding of human interaction to break down emotional barriers, instill confidence, and equip people with the tools they need for success. He's been featured in GQ Magazine, Forbes, Huffington Post, and Men's Fitness. When he's not helping clients conquer the world, he's either fronting an 80s cover band or training for his next 10K. Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Why don't you go ahead and expound on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Okay. Hey, thanks. Um, thanks for having me. I think maybe the more interesting part of that intro is that I was an ex-lawyer, or I am an ex-lawyer. Um, so I kind of took what most people would be to, you know, to have this secure and somewhat prestigious job, and I kind of threw it away in pursuit of everything I'm doing now. Um, worked out pretty well you know, knock on wood, and really started from, um, you know, when I was a lawyer, I, I, uh, I really was not into it. I really wasn't enjoying the work. So instead of feeling resigned to living my life uh, pretty much in my cubicle, as I was saying to myself, uh, I did something about it. Uh, I took action. And, you know, for about almost a year, when I was a full-time lawyer, I was, I had like two or three jobs on the side. I was a matchmaker. I was an author. I was like writing for other people, you know, in the dating niche. And then I was also, um, you know, kind of putting my own, uh, my own business together and started to coach people on dating and online dating. Um, once all of that kind of took more steam and I realized how I could uh, scale it a bit more, then, you know, that was pretty much all I needed, needed to say goodbye to the legal world. Hmm. So what, what made you want to switch from what most would consider a, a quote-unquote successful career uh, being a lawyer to relationship consulting and online entrepreneurship? Well, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. It wasn't necessarily a switch. It was, it was basically motivated by motivated by unhappiness on my part. Um, unhappiness in the sense that I just I just felt like I couldn't work at my law firm anymore. So when I had any hint of anything else that would work, that's what I took, and that's uh, that's the step I took towards alleviating that unhappiness. You know, humans run away from displeasure and they run towards pleasure and that's kind of what I found there um and with the uh what did you call it? you call it relationship consulting online entrepreneurship that wasn't necessarily what i was seeking either you know i'm i'm glad that i made it here because it has so many benefits we can talk about but um i really was just running away from unhappiness and i was lucky to have stumbled into this i pursued what i liked to do in my free time I like to talk about matchmaking. I like to talk about dating. I like to talk about like what message did you get from that person on that dating app? And then that kind of all just melded together into what I'm doing right now. Hmm. Hmm. Now, I'm sure there were several people in your life. Maybe not. Uh, that's why I'm going to ask the question. Um, how did you respond to people when they were like, man, you put in X amount of years to go get um, your law degree and to pass the bar exam and to do this and to do that. How come you're throwing it all the way to, to, to go do this? Was there, was there any kind of responses like that? And how did you deal with that? Well, I think there still are to this day, to be honest. Um, I do remember the day that I told my parents and I, just the look that my parents gave me could like wither a flower. You know what I mean? It, it's very disapproving, lots of head shaking. Um, but that's how it is because it's not because it's not because they necessarily cared about my sunk costs or what I was walking away from. They just wanted to know that I was going to be okay, right? They didn't want it to be a rash decision. Um, and then when I, you know, when I came back about half a year later, and then I kind of revealed that I was doing okay financially, and you know, at this point, almost making as much as I was as a lawyer, then 
suddenly they were on board with it. So some people, it's a pure life, purely financial thing. Like, why would you walk away from something that they perceive to have a lot of financial value for something that they perceive to not have? So on that level, it's fine. On the sunk cost level, what can you do about it? It's it's grasping and holding on to sunk costs that, <laughs> you know, this is something I say to my, my dating clients. It, it's something that leads people to suddenly wake up in their 40s, want to get divorced and, you know, just realize that they're not happy with where they are in their life, you know, be, all because they couldn't let go of something. So um, that's not how I wanted to live. And um, it, Frank, I mean, thankfully, it, I, I didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And you've written several books now. Um, talk to us about the one that you're most proud of. And what's the biggest takeaway that you would want people to get from it? Um, I'm going to go with my first one, actually. So, you know, in hindsight, you know, looking back on it, I haven't read it in maybe a year. But, it, you know, the first one that I that I put out, I put out just as a lark on Amazon through self-publishing. And it's a guide to, to online dating. So I'm most proud of that because, you know, it's kind of what got me started. And it really gave me the momentum to actually start doing this. Um, my books are a large part of my business. And if I had never written this first one, then I wouldn't know what was possible through it. And, uh, you know, it kind of gave me the structure. It gave me the knowledge to know how to write books. Um, the biggest takeaway from it, well, from the actual content itself, well, there's a lot uh, about writing online profiles and online messages. But um, the biggest takeaway in general from the, the fact that I wrote it is just to try something, um, even if it's going to be a lot of work, and take action, basically. And what was that book called? Oh, um, I may have changed the title. I think it is, Did She Reply Yet? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because that's always what you're going to ask people <laughs> when they're online dating. Right, right. Yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed 
here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Now, Patrick, first thing off the top of my head, I'm not going to lie to you. When I think, quote unquote, relationship coaching is the movie Hitch with Will Smith. Okay. How accurate or inaccurate is that comparison to what you do? Um, it's not inaccurate. Okay. <laughs> uh, the only thing is that I, I consult with all my clients uh, over the phone or over Skype. So I can't, you know, I can't like teach them how to dance or I can't be like at the next table on their date, like watching them and cueing them on what to do. I would love to do that. But, you know, my clients are actually international okay. and not in California. I'm based in San Francisco and most of my clients just aren't here. Um, but yeah, it's accurate in the sense that it is relationship and dating coaching. Um, men have what I like to call problems with lead generation, <laughs> right? So it's, if we're talking about internet marketing stuff, it's like that funnel is usually kind of broken. Like <laughs> yeah. the presentation, how to get you know, to a phone number, from a phone number to a date, from a date to a kiss, you know, and then right. to the next date. So that's kind of the part that I'm trying to help people with. Hmm. And what what is the most interesting or or unique part of what you do? Like if you're explaining it to somebody and you're trying to get them to be your client, what what what's the thing that you go to to say, look, this is this is the main thing that I'm trying to get you to do? Well, I'll tell you one of the main selling points I have for my clients is I was you. <laughs> so I understand exactly what you're thinking. I've been through it. Um you know, it's like when you have a really good basketball player who doesn't really understand. He doesn't, you know, he's been good since he's young. Yeah. Right. So he mm -hmm. doesn't understand the skills that are involved. And in just naturally good. great. Yeah. Exactly. So then you have someone like me, um, who's like maybe maybe in basketball terms, right? I could barely dribble, and so I had to learn all these fundamental skills and then put them together and then like kind of figure out how that projected out to be a better basketball player. Um, that's what I feel like my value is. I've seen both sides of the coin. I know how it feels to have rejection, to have judgment, to have this social fear, social anxiety. And I can get people through that because I know exactly what they're thinking. And being a relationship coach, Patrick, do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Who you know, <laughs> hands down. Uh, because what you know um, well, you can always learn that, right? But who you know, you know, that's what's going to put you in a position to succeed. And especially in my field, which you can broadly categorize it as relationship coaching or uh, online entrepreneurship, it's if you don't know how to do something, you just don't know. You're just not going to be able to do it and you're going to miss out on that, right? Um, and it's not, but the way that you're going to learn is through other people, friends, your online acquaintances, your network, basically. Those are the people that will, will, that will help you acquire this knowledge. Tell us about a time when a specific connection in your life led to a moment of success for you. There are a few specific ones I have in mind, um, and they're basically all from when I was a lawyer, because uh, I think this is how most people will best better relate to me. Um, so when I was in law school, I think I graduated with like below a 3.0. I just was not engaged. I, um, I frankly didn't care. I barely went to class mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. not really how most people will tell you they, you know, to handle law school. Yeah. And of course, that was probably foreshadowing for what was to come. Um, 
But I got pretty damn good jobs, internships, externships, just because I was taking the extra effort to connect with people at networking events, um, follow up with them, cultivate relationships with them that weren't transactional, that weren't quid pro quo, that were just me making myself available exposing myself to them and making an effort. So, you know, these are the connections that really helped me because I was never really jobless, uh, despite, <laughs> I don't think I was in the top 50% of my class. So yeah, despite yeah. all that, I, I didn't never had a problem with jobs. So perfect example of <laughs> what, of who, you know, being more important than what you know, then in, in that situation. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Um, it, and you know, once I was put into the position with those jobs and I was working alongside, you know, people that had, 4.0 is it's like we're the same people <laughs> they didn't know more than me right right so you know just allowing myself to get into that opportunity in that position was is most important if you if you had never put a huge emphasis on networking and i know that this is a really hypothetical question but i like to ask it anyway because it gets people thinking if, if you never put a huge emphasis on networking how far behind in your career do you think that you would be i mean how do you quantify that that's i wouldn't I, uh, well, you know, here's a funny way to look at it. If I hadn't networked well when I was a lawyer, then maybe I would have left law even sooner. And then uh, maybe I would have transferred to what I'm doing now. But I probably wouldn't be as successful now because, you know, in my, in my work in, in entrepreneurship, there's only so far you can go by yourself. And then, at a certain level, it becomes clear, to me at least, that you need to connect to other people. You need to have other people to talk to about this in order to grow, to improve, to get better. So I would hit a roadblock in law very early, I think. And then I would hit a roadblock in my online business early too, just because I wouldn't you know, have anyone to talk to or discuss ideas with. Right. No, no one to, to help you improve or, or, or get better, right? Yeah. Um, with that being so important, then why do you think that so many people fail at, at networking and growing their inner circle? Oh, well, I think that's actually a pretty easy question, uh, answer. It's just, you know, if you ask someone why they don't talk to someone, why they don't email someone, why they don't reach out, they're just going to say some variation of like, uh, what if they don't reply to me? Who am I? I feel weird. I feel awkward. Um, so, you know, basically all those things. They may sound slightly different, but they all translate into I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to have those feelings. Fear. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fear. Fear of those things. Fear in general. Fear of, um, you know, probably other small things that people may or may not realize about themselves. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the main reason. I think everyone I think everyone objectively understands the idea that it's, you know, that is important. But. Not everyone is dragging themselves to networking events, sending cold emails, you know, setting up coffees, setting up lunches, just right. because you know, they don't feel comfortable doing it. So that's the problem with it. Hmm. What advice would you give to somebody like that? <laughs> I mean, there's really no advice except to just do it. Just do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to just do it, that's the broad umbrella advice. The smaller, more specific advice is to start small. Um, Start small with cold emails. Start small with cold emails to people you already know. Um, in that way, you can start to build up positive feedback. You know, yeah. email mm -hmm. a friend, fine. Uh, email someone you met once at a networking thing. You know, set up something, set up a phone call, fine. Email a stranger, okay. Now we're stepping out of the comfort zone, but now we're getting 
more comfortable overall, fine. Right. And right. then, you know, you can go from there. If, if you had to choose just one networking tip, and I know we've talked about quite a few different ones today, but if you had to boil it down just to one tip on networking, what would that be? Um, okay, so I can get a little bit more specific. I think a lot of people go into networking um, and expect other people – well, they just go into networking from a selfish point of view. And it's not to say that they want everything – from someone else, although often they do, but they don't make it easy for the other person to network with them. So for example, I'll have, you know, I'll have clients that have, you know, they show me their emails or their, their text chains. And it's something like, you know, Hey, can you meet me at like 6 PM on a Friday near my office? You know, that's what, that's what someone asking for someone, some, something will say. So it just makes no sense that, you know, if you're asking someone for a favor, you want to make it as easy as possible for them. So do that instead of making it easy for you. Um, you know, people don't think about that because you know we're just kind of self, everyone's kind of naturally self-absorbed. But yeah, yeah, you know, got to make it easy for the other person. Otherwise, they're not going to do it. Right, and we kind of touched on this a, a second ago. But what what fears have you specifically overcome through building relationships with people? Um, you know, all of the above, all the ones that I've listed. You know, fear of rejection, fear of judgment. Uh, just general fears of people and how, you know, what, what repercussions there are going to be if they don't respond, if they respond with a simple no. Um, yeah, it's just things that I've overcome over time because I've done it so much and I'm a little bit desensitized to it, but I also just understand that that's how people are, you know, and I, I am also, I also do that too. Yeah, I'm a, like a pretty busy person these days. Um, not necessarily because of work, but because I travel a lot. Um, but you know, so I understand that it's like, it's not personal, uh, when I'm saying no to someone or when I'm, um, taking a few days to respond, it's just because of what's going on in my life. And that's generally the truth. It's whatever someone, whatever response someone is giving you, it's really not related to you Hmm. and that's okay. You can't help that. Right. Who is the best networker that you know, and why did you choose that person? Well, I would definitely say I'm not the best networker I know, just because I'm far more of an introvert than an extrovert. Uh, the best networkers I know, and there's nearly no one in particular, but a couple of traits, they, you know, they take action. They are there. You know, they show up, and they are persistent. That's kind of all you need. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Patrick, last thing before we kind of switch gears here, if you moved to a new place and lost all of your current contacts, what would you do to start rebuilding your network? Okay, I would look on the internet and then, you know, for basically groups in that location that are relevant to my interests, because I think pursuing your interests is always the best way to go. Um you know, the thing, the thing with, you know, building your network and building your contacts, you have to be intentional about it. You have to put effort, you have to actually proactively do it because it's not like, it's not like a high school or college where you're just surrounded by people. You have to make it and create it yourself. So finding these groups that have my interests, for example, I might try to find like people that are jamming with music with, you know, with eighties music or something. Mm -hmm. I might find a gym that does running groups, something like that. I might find uh, meetup groups that are like authors or uh, coaches or in tech to some degree, 
or I don't know, recovering lawyers. So I think that's really the best place to start. Um, and I don't think you need that much more than that because I've, you know, I've seen studies that are essentially something to the fact that you can have, you know, three to five close friends at once. Uh, in other words, that's how much you can devote your attention to three to five friends at once and then not spread yourself too thin. The kind of, like, that's all that really matters on a daily basis. Um, you know, the, the three to five people change constantly, but as long as you have those three to five people that you're interacting with, you know, you'll feel fine. And so that's kind of what I would be focusing on, just building that immediate inner circle. Awesome. Awesome. Now we're going to go ahead and transition to something that I like to call the random round, which is basically just a few quick uh, questions with a few quick answers. And uh, we have a lot of fun with it. You ready? Yeah. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Um, professional musician, no doubt. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Whew, maybe one of my girl crushes, uh, Amy Poehler or Tina Fey. Uh, you might know them from SNL or their mm-hmm. TV shows. I just yeah. think they're funny. They have uh, interesting <laughs> views on life. How do you like to learn best? Books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Um, I like to learn best in the ways that are quickest. And for me, that would be blog posts okay. and podcasts because I can I can listen to them at 2x the speed. I don't read as many books as I would like to, but a lot of the books I would like to learn from, they are, you know, I, I'm in the process of a publishing deal myself right now. It's like, I know the ideas are stretched out. I know that there's only a few points in most books. So that's why I prefer more condensed things like uh, blog posts and articles. What's one of your uh, favorite uh, podcasts? Oh, uh, Hardcore History. Hardcore History. Great one. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I have no such morning routine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the dream, right? Yeah. Right. I think a lot of people are like seduced by this notion that it's like, look, you're going to wake up, you're going to close your eyes, you're going to think positive thoughts, you're going to look in the mirror, you're going to do 20 jumping jacks, then you're going to brush your teeth, and in four, hour, four hours you're going to check your email. Well, okay, that works for some people, but I just try to get up by 8.30, and I consider that a victory. <laughs> what is your go-to pump-up song? Oh, I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness. What are you not very good at? sleeping with any hint of light or sound really yeah so my bedroom's like like a vampire dungeon (laughs) all right patrick now as we get everything kind of wrapped up here last thing what is one place where we will be able to find you the most the one place would probably be my website so let's say that's just patrickkingconsulting.com patrickkingconsulting.com head over there to find out anything and everything about Patrick and, uh, and, uh, you'll be able to find links to social media and all that good stuff over there as well. All right, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. So much good stuff. I really, really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks. That's all for this episode of build your network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away.
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.